What's Happening won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files! I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is all about Lego! Lego, my Lego! Or Legos, as every parent in the 70s said. <laughs> hey, you playing with your Legos? You yeah. got your Legos there, huh? Mm. You, you playing with your Legos? It's Lego, Mom! I'm playing with my Lego. Uh, Lego's huge. It's still really big. My uh, new one of my new nephews. Uh, he or my only new nephew. The others are girls. <laughs> sorry, uh, my brother got remarried, so he yes. he got he inherited new some additions children. to your family. But he he was all about the Lego, and and in fact, Phoebe and I we were in uh, Illinois. The uh, uh, Nicholas Conservatory had a whole thing of like. Uh, Lego, like stuff made from Legos, like animals and things, and, and plants and stuff made from like literally like forty thousand Lego oh, yeah. and all this. They were really cool. Well, that's the fun thing. There's a Lego shop up at Universal uh, City Walk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they have all sorts of like Lego Boba Fetts and big yeah. old life size yeah. Lego things. That would be such a fun job to be like the Lego sculptor. Yeah, it would also be yeah. a tedious job. <laughs> tedious. You'd have to really love Lego. <laughs> Uh, here's nine million yellow bricks. Make C-3PO. Uh, there was also on the Queen Mary, they had the, for longest time, they had the a replication of the Queen Mary uh, yeah. in Lego. It was well, huge. It was like eight feet long. Yeah, it's crazy. They, they just made a one million and something piece Millennium Falcon. Oh, my God. That is like a is one it, quarter scale. I was going to say, is it a one-to-one ratio? Oh, it's huge. And that's it looks awesome. Crazy. But it's like a one and a half million Lego piece thing. And that's what's so amazing is people are still – I mean, and the funny thing is, is so – this company has swirled the bottom, has circled yeah, the drain yeah. so yeah. many times, has come so close to just disappearing you, so many times, but can't, it just prevails. You, you can't stuff down uh, – Creativity, Jim. No, you can't. Don't count out the dance. Yeah. The dance always going to come back. Now, also, I just want to say that uh, it ruins the surprise, but I got you the one to quarter, one to four uh, Millennium Falcon for Christmas. Nice. So. And I start throwing the furniture out the We have to the literally, literally put it in the living room, and there's nothing else that's going to fit. Wait. Did you get – is it – is it put together or do yeah. I have to put it together? No, I put it together. It's 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 coming. It's gonna you put it. We're gonna put it through the sliding glass door and land it. In so the, you put it together. You you put a, a one and a half million piece thing together by yourself. Yeah, that is. Imp- How long did that take you? It's impressive. Fourteen years. Wow, wow. So pretty <laughs> much <laughs> when we met, you're like, we've been working on this for a long time. That is dedic- <laughs> I'm really touched. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, can I return it? <laughs> I lost the receipt. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, take yourself back. 1949. Good Lord. Way back. Way before either of us. Way, way. Uh, way, way. The most popular Christmas toy is the board game Clue from Parker Brothers. The game sells for $3, which is almost $40 in 2022 money. Is Colonel Mustard in the library with the wrench? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> I loved Clue growing up. Everybody loved Clue. The problem is that it required three people, and I only had one friend. Aw, and that friend was imaginary. You couldn't even have yes. two imaginary friends. No, I never. I couldn't think that far ahead to be like, oh, I could just have another imaginary friend. You had one, yeah. but he was like, I don't, I'm going to go hang out with your brother. Yeah, 
He did. Yeah. My brother was way cooler than me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you had plenty of friends. Uh, the Eames House, also known as Case Study House Number 8, is finished being built in Los Angeles. Married architects Charles and Ray Eames would live and work there until their deaths in 1978 and 1988. Was this made from bricks? Uh, yes. <laughs> from house bricks? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it was just the famous architects that lived here in L.A. Uh, one of the first amusement parks in North America opens called Santa's Workshop, located in North Pole, New York. Yeah, have you yeah, seen that? No, I'm sure it is awful. Uh, well, it's uh, everything about that era just has this kind of haunted yeah. feel of, of design by people that hate children. Because everything is just slightly scary and off to and off putting, right? You know, so kids are just a little bit, a little bit skewed. That's why the baby boomers are so effed up, is because all of their <laughs> toys and stuff are just kind of just weird, creepy. Yeah, are, are just like, uh, <laughs> are just secretly uh, destructive. For example, Elf on the Shelf, yes, which is one of the creepiest things ever. No, I don't get the okay. Look, Speed Bump City, sure. but it is the holidays. It is, um, you know, Happy Holidays, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm dreaming of a Lego Christmas. <laughs> well, um, it's coming. I'm telling you. Now, my name Falcon. I don't. I don't have children, Adam. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. I. I just thought I didn't see him very often. I don't. I mean, the cat is slowly becoming <laughs> slowly <laughs> <laughs> surrogate. But no, I don't have children, and I don't. I know that the elf on the shelf is like you put an elf on the shelf. And it, like, watches your kid to make sure he's not naughty. But now I'm seeing these, like, videos yeah. and stuff on the YouTubes where it's, like, the elf drew on little kids' faces and stuff at the night. And the kid's, like, there's this hilarious video of this little girl. And I think she's Scottish. And she's like, wakes up and, and she has, like, so many two glasses and mustache and stuff on her. What? And it must have been her parents. And she's, like, nah, what? nah. This ain't funny. I got school. <laughs> I got school. And and I don't understand why the elf is is torturing children now in their sleep. That seems really well. You're going to be paying for some therapy uh, because this is something that you and I would do to children, which is why we don't have children, yeah. and why Gen Xers probably shouldn't have had children. But even I, an a hole to the max, <laughs> don't understand like effing with your children with this. I know. Like, what's the point of the elf? Is it just to Scare your unruly children into being no, good? No, 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 no. The original idea with Elf on the Shelf was that the parents leading up to Christmas would hide it in different places, and every day the kids would find it. Oh, okay. Like, that was the whole point. So it was just kind of a cute little thing. It was a game to get kids excited about Christmas and, and get them... Because <laughs> kids God never knows, get excited yeah. about... Jesus, man. Like, October... November 1st, I started getting seriously... I got seriously. <laughs> see how excited I got? I would get seriously excited about Christmas, man. Well, I mean, sure. Like, sure. What kid doesn't get excited about Christmas? Oh no, 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 no. I agree. I agree. I, it, it, I mean, this is also from like the '30s. So I mean, it's really possible that this Elf on the Shelf thing started in the '30s. It started a long time ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was super old. I mean, like that was. But they never was, did it when we were kids. It was a kids. time when there was no entertainment, <laughs> right? But why didn't we have the Elf on the Shelf? Because the baby boomers were like, "This is dumb." No. Yeah. You don't deserve those on shelves now. Yeah. Eat your broccoli, clean the room, and do your chores, and here's a dollar. Go have fun. <laughs> We're going to shoot your toys later. Yep. We're going to get rid of all your favorite toys. It's time to go to work. You're eight. Get a job. <laughs> so also in 1949, <laughs> the Lego Group is founded and begins manufacturing interlocking toy bricks called Lego. The interlocking brick system. 
Yeah. Uh, so Lego technically starts long before 1949. Right. It was like a woodworking shop. You got to go back to, uh, it began in the carpentry shop of Ole Kirk Christensen in Billund, Denmark. It sounds like a fairy tale. Uh, yeah. Ole Kirk Christensen in Belundenmark started making woodworking things. In 1916, Christensen purchased a woodworking shop in Billund, which had been in business since 1895. The shop mostly helped construct houses and furniture and had a small staff of apprentices. Nice. The workshop burned down in 1924 when a fire ignited some wood shavings. Good Lord. By the way, this is going to be something that happens quite frequently that I'm starting to think there's a little bit of an arson bug in that family. That's very possible. Christensen constructed a larger workshop and worked towards expanding his business even further. When the Great Depression hit, he had fewer customers and had to focus on smaller projects. Yeah, that was worldwide. You forget that that the Depression wasn't just a United States Oh, yeah, no. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. where USA goes, the rest of the world goes, unfortunately. It was a very depressing time. <laughs> yeah. It was a great it depression. Was a, it was a great depression. Yes. Yeah. He began producing miniature versions of his products as design aids. It was these miniature models of stepladders and ironing boards that inspired him to begin producing toys. Hey. Um, yeah. yeah. Ole. Yeah. Are you, wait, are you just saying your own name? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I was going to make you Ole. Uh, I mean, I can I can respond as Ole, but my Danish my Danish <clears throat> is terrible. I am going to make little things, mm-hmm. little um, for people to make big things. Right, design aids. Yes, like so that they can see what it is mm. and then make it bigger. Call me Kirk. Ole seems like I'm a matador. <laughs> okay. On August 10th, 1932, Christensen's shop started making wooden toys such as piggy banks, pull toys, cars and trucks, and houses. But because of the state of the economy, the business was not profitable. You're not buying any toys for kids. That's 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 the last thing. It's like they can barely afford to buy potatoes. Do you want to eat or you want to play? Here, you play with this potato for a while and then, and then cut it up and then we're going to eat it. Well, that's Saying that, you know the original Mr. Potato Head? What, yeah. Was an actual potato. Yeah, yeah, it was just they sold the stuff to put in right, a potato. Right. The appendages and things. Yeah, that's so close. Jam into yeah. a potato. It's like it's time to give up your potato, Sherry. It stinks. It's been two weeks. <laughs> it's all black. Let me get you a new potato. But no, this is Mr. Potato. Yeah, well, no, this new potato. Let me get a new potato. It stinks. <laughs> Farmers in the area sometimes traded food in exchange for his toys. Christensen continued producing practical furniture in addition to toys to stay in business. See, people still wanted to give their kids toys. Of course. I mean, they're not a-holes. Mummy? Mummy? Yeah? Mummy? Could, could I have a toy? Yeah, but you can't eat for three days. Okay, mummy. Make it something that I can pull. A pool toy. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that was a beautiful Christmas moment. <laughs> it was. Uh, straight from 1933. It was yeah. great. In the mid-1930s, the yo-yo toy fad gave him a brief period of increased activity until it suddenly collapsed. Right. And it, like three days after that, the yo-yo diet was formed. <laughs> People just going up and going right. down, especially in the holidays. Uh, to reduce waste, he used the leftover yo-yo parts as wheels for toy trucks. Smart move, buddy. Because honestly, toy trucks didn't really roll. No, no, no they, they did. I'm just they, no. They just you push them and they just left tracks. Mummy, <laughs> yes. Why don't my wheels move? We cannot afford wheels that move. I'll go hungry for six days for moving wheels, mummy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Denmark. 
Uh, I also want to point out that I want to say I think the yo-yo might have been the first of the toy fads. Like, I don't know if there was anything before that where it just exploded and then immediately went away. And – but resurfaced to every decade. It, it was did. Like yeah, a, it would always come back. It was like back. a curse. Yeah. The yo-yo yeah. – I remember because there was always some – some new innovation of the yo-yo. Like, I remember the light-up yo-yos or the trick oh, yo-yos. This one has, now has two strings. <laughs> well, they did. I mean, I look, know, man, they I had know. all sorts of crazy yo's. There was a big old yo-yo time when I was a kid. I had a few yo's. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing in, like, variety shows dude, dudes doing yeah. yo-yo Come yo squared. things. You got your yo squared. I was going to go around the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then you pull it back in. I could go around the world, but I couldn't get it back in. Yeah. It was a great way to hurt people, too. Yeah, it's I got how it all, I'm pretty sure my brother hit yeah, me in the head a few times. Everybody did. Unfortunately, <laughs> every toy becomes a weapon it does. at some point if, it's, yeah. if you're a, a troubled child. We are awful people. <laughs> no, look, I was a troubled child. I just that's meant, my excuse. I just meant human beings in general. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. Uh, at, the, at this time, uh, his son, Ole's son, Gottfried, uh, began working for him, taking on an active role in the company. In 1934, Christensen held a contest among his staff to name the company, offering a bottle of homemade wine as a prize. Hello, company. Hi, it's oh. me, Ole. Please call me Kirk. I don't want to be confused for him out the door. What is wrong with Ole Kirk? Mm, I don't know. Sounds Star trek even though that doesn't come yet. <laughs> um, I'm holding a contest for naming the company. Uh, I made this bottle of wine uh, myself <laughs> Ooh. Um, with my own secretions. Um, <laughs> and whoever names the company wins the wine. There you go. Uh, let's get those names are coming. <laughs> it just occurred to me any of our Danish listeners might find all this horribly <laughs> offensive. <Hey>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so <clears throat> despite the fact that he offered a, a prize of homemade wine and asked his staff to name the company. From my own secretions. Yeah, yes. Uh, Christian was actually considering two names himself. Uh, Legio, with the implication of a legion of toys, and Lego, a self-made contraction from the Danish phrase Legot, meaning play well. Legot. Yes, I wanted a legion of toys. Uh, that sounds a little problematic. Um, <laughs> a legion of toys? I'm um, a legion of toys. <laughs> are going to come for you. Okay, well, that does actually sound uh, So I went with um, Lego. Uh, yeah. Later, the Lego group discovered that Lego could be cl- loosely interpreted as I put together or I assemble in Latin. Mm, that was um, a good turn of events for us right yeah. there, you know. It's kismet. Yeah. And <laughs> turned, we didn't even know that until John came and he spoke Latin. Uh, so Christensen selected Lego, and the company began using it on its products, which makes me think that he just kept the homemade wine for himself. Mm, I like my secretions. <laughs> okay. Following World War II, plastics became available in Denmark, and Lego purchased a plastic injection molding machine in 1947. Yeah, they did. Did it have his secretions in it, Jim? <laughs> no, it had plastic in it, Adam. <laughs> it, was just... it wasn't his homemade wine. Oh, okay, you're right. One or of the cheese. Well, oh, you should dry his cheese. Wait, does that have his secretions too? He made a lot of things I mean, with I'm his secretions. I'm not eating anything from Denmark. <laughs> oh, oh, at least it's, it's got a bit of a, a tang. Got some tang to it. God. One of the first modular toys to be produced was a truck that could be taken apart and reassembled. Yeah. I, that'd be fun. Hey, I mean, it's innovative, man. You, I mean, it's 1947. Yeah. You, it, it, look, there's no real TV. 
There's movies, but you couldn't afford to go. No, at this point, nobody had TV. I mean, not was, in Denmark. No. And then you know, God, there were still Danish movies. Were so depressing. Plus, there was a war that destroyed everything. Right. So you needed. It's like basically, well, <laughs> I'll take it from a truck, put it back together, and then play with it because that'll eat up a lot of time. Well, you know. You can take it apart too. Hey, the whole thing is it's it's to distract you from your bleak <laughs> existence. The Danes are very happy people. <laughs> yeah, we are now because we have the Lego. Well, you can tell because they get excited about trucks that can be taken apart. Mm, you can take it apart. Uh, in 1947, Ole Kirk and Gottfried uh, obtained samples of interlocking plastic bricks produced by the company Kittycraft. Yeah. Uh, Hillary. Yeah. Hillary Fisher Page designed these Kittycraft self-locking building bricks in England. Uh, in 1949, the Lego Group began producing similar bricks, calling them... Automatic Binding Bricks. Yeah, which is actually a pretty, a pretty good name for that. Baby, me, baby. Makes them sound super futuristic. It is. I'm going... Mm, mommy, mommy, I'm going to go play with my automatic binding bricks. <laughs> okay, uh, weirdo. I do also want to point out that they essentially just ripped off the Kittycraft. <laughs> They did, but to be fair, Kittycraft wasn't the only one with this type of sure, technology sure. going on, but yes. But they specifically got Kittycraft bricks and go, mm. Well, they did, but you know what else they did? They made it better. Uh, no, 100%. I, I totally agree. But yes, this is definitely a G.I. Joe yeah. experience where you basically put the heads on Ken dolls. Pretty much, pretty much. Lego bricks, then manufactured from cellulose acetate, were developed in the spirit of traditional wooden blocks that could be stacked upon one another but could be locked together. Ooh. They had several round studs on top and a hollow rectangular bottom. It was Jim's nickname in high school. Hollow rectangular bottom. <laughs> I went to an art school. <laughs> they would stick together but not so tightly that they could not be pulled apart. In yeah, the, they didn't work that well, let's be honest. Because they, they didn't have... Well, they weren't, yeah. There was nothing to, like, chook, chook. And you could well, only be put them one on top of the other. You couldn't yeah. stagger them. Right, right, You couldn't, like, hang it off of the side. Yeah, like they weren't... I mean, and they weren't... Um, at this time, I don't think that they were being... I don't think the quality was as good. They so weren't like, automatic binding bricks. Yeah, they yeah. were sort of stay-together bricks. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. In 1953, the bricks were given a new name. Lego Merston. Or Lego bricks. Hey, Lego Merston. Yeah. It's Merston. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's Danish for bricks. Bricks, Merston. Merston, yeah. Plastic products initially were not well received by customers who preferred wooden or metal toys. Many of Lego's shipments were returned following poor sales. Yeah, we had so many Lego bricks returned to us. It was very depressing at the time. Yet another time when the company almost went bankrupt. Oh, boy. I was pacing the floor that time, you know. Yeah. Drinking a lot of my own secretions. Okay. In 1954, Gottfried Christensen had become the junior managing director of the Lego Group. His conversation with an overseas buyer struck the idea of a toy system with many toys in a line of related products. Yes, we have to come up with a system. Yeah. yeah. He evaluated their available products and saw the plastic bricks as the best candidate for such a system. Mm. Your bricks look like they would be very good for the system. Yeah, yeah. In 1955, Lego released the town plan as such a system using the building bricks. Yeah, man. Build your own town. Build your own town, yeah. The building bricks were moderately received, but had some problems from a technical standpoint. Their locking ability was limited, and they were not versatile. Yeah, you like I said, you could only put it on top of it, and it, it, didn't, it didn't pop or click. It just kind of laid on top. 
and the buildings would fall down. But it was cool. And the thing is, the cars were just toy cars. Yeah. And the yeah. shrubbery was toy shrubbery. And the right, people right. were just toy just people. They were like a train. Almost like, yeah, like train model yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so you could crash your cars into your buildings well, and they would fall I, apart. Look, I, stuff has to be developed. I mean, it's going to happen over time. No, it was still a really cool set for the I time. Mean, you build a lot of towers, I guess, with it? I guess. Jenga. I mean, it was like the first. Like Jenga. Yeah. And they'd knock it over. Yes. Well, the bullies would. <laughs> In 1958, the bricks were improved with hollow tubes in the underside of the brick. This change added support in the base, enabling much better locking ability and enhanced versatility. It was a game changer. It was. Because now you could pop off bricks on the side, like pink, pink, pink. You know, you could yeah. just lip it so you could create so many different things. And they would lock so you wasn't so fragile. Uh, it's also interesting that later the hollow tubes would become the Internet. <laughs> what? Tubes. Innards made of tubes. Oh, yeah. okay. Hollow tubes. Innards oh, made from hollow tubes. Then, right. then uh, I guess I invented the internet. <laughs> hollow tubes. I just, hollow tubes is such a weird phrase. I, it's, it was your nickname in high school. Head. It was. <laughs> it was. Hollow tubes. Yeah. The company patented the new design as well as several similar designs to avoid competition. Ole Kirk Christensen died that same year and Gottfried inherited the leadership of the company. I'm not feeling so good. Hey, is, it, is it from the hollow tubes? I think I swallowed some hollow tubes. I was the first person to choke on a Lego. <laughs> Maybe you can eat them. I, I don't know. So, but I choked on a Lego. I was the first one, and that's how oh, I died. That's sad. Well, it's, I, hey, I went doing what I love, <laughs> sucking on Legos and drinking my secretions. <laughs> he tried to wash it down with his secretions. Mm, yes, tangy. Uh, another warehouse fire struck the Lego group in 1960, consuming most of the company's inventory of wooden toys. Yeah, I think that was a little bit of... Uh, yeah, because they, they, uh, only the wooden toys are going to work. Yeah, it's a fire. We, we call that a fire sale. Yeah. Where you put everything that ain't selling in a room and you... Set it on fire, baby, and you collect the insurance. Shortly after, Gottfried decided that the plastic line was strong enough to abandon the production of wooden toys. As a result, Gottfried's brothers Gerhardt, the head of wooden toys, and Carl Jorg left the Lego company. Yes, my brothers left the company after I made the decision just to grow plastic. They were super upset that they couldn't make wooden toys. They actually made their own company, yes. and it lasted for about 20 years. Mm, yeah, short-sighted. Yeah. Who's living who's living now? It's Lego, not your stupid wooden toys. Okay. <laughs> By the end of the year, Lego Group was employing more than four hundred and fifty people. It's a lot of people. It's a very small town. It's like a yeah, it's like a three thousand yeah, it's not person it's town, tiny. so it's like a, a It literally was the largest employer <laughs> in the town. Yeah. And then it got bigger and bigger. Yeah. And then had a bunch of it had like seven hundred fires and Yeah, yeah. Every Eighteen time, bankruptcies. Every time they needed to scale back, they, there'd be a fire. Hey, anybody know where I put my lighter? <laughs> no reason. No questions. Oh, I'm going to smoke more cigarettes and just leave them around everywhere. I'll be back. Uh, in 1961, Lego wished to expand sales to North America, but did not have the logistical capabilities to do so. So Lego made an arrangement allowing Samsonite to begin producing and selling Lego products in the United States and Canada. So weird. Samsonite is... I don't know if they're still around, but they were, they a, is, and were a luggage company. You may remember them, Gen Xers, as they were the commercial with the gorilla oh, yeah, that jumped yeah. on the thing. And as a child, I thought that was a real gorilla. 
That's true. We talked about that because it's the real me. gorilla was played by Sir uh, John Gielgud. No, it was he was in a movie we covered, right? Uh, but I don't remember. Yes. Oh, it was a mime. It was the mime guy. Yeah. From uh, I'm not going to remember. Mime wars. It was a mime. Anyways, somebody in a mime. Okay. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> it just, was a luggage company. I love it was so the weird. fact. I just love the fact. So it's like, well, what do you guys make? Well, briefcases and Lego. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that was kind of cool. Like. You could go into the luggage because they had stores. Yeah, yeah. In every mall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you could go into the Samsonite store, and while your parents were looking at Borg old luggage and trunks and stuff, probably getting your sister a trunk for going to camp with a padlock, you could go look <laughs> at the like Lego toys. You live through. Oh God. Yeah. Between my sister's horse shows and. Uh, <laughs> 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 she didn't have to go to my soccer games. No. Oh, well. God. She she was spared. Well, that's, that's I was not a good soccer player, but oh, she was yeah. an exceptional equestrian horse rider. She was an Olympic class. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. She had blue ribbons all the way around oh, her, wow. her. She had like a two rows of blue ribbons and then wow. a, blow, a, a row of uh, yellows. Oh, not yellows. Uh, reds, reds. And then thirds all around yeah. the walls of her rooms. And then this hutch of just these beautiful crystal wow. things that she had won from these amazing wow. hunter jumper. Oh, yeah. She was, a, she was amazing. Wow. All right. I should have been. I was lucky to go see her compete. There was no <laughs> comparison to me chasing butterflies and and daydreaming about going back and playing with Star Wars while the ball <laughs> just flew by me in soccer. <laughs> 1961 and 1962 saw the introduction of the first Lego wheels, an addition that expanded the potential for building cars, trucks, buses, and other vehicles from Lego bricks. Oh, yeah, because you had to have the Lego Cars, you can't. It, it just seemed unnatural to be playing with regular kind of cars yeah. with your Lego stuff. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit in. It's Take like out of the, the world, point? world building, yeah. baby. Also, during this time, the Lego Group introduced toys targeted explicitly towards the preschool market, mm, also known as Duplo. Uh, the Duplo blocks—they're very, very big. <laughs> they are. Uh, so you know why? Uh, tiny hands? No, so they wouldn't swallow the blocks oh. and choke to death. Like your dad? Yeah. We learned a lot from him dying. <laughs> oh, God. All right. You know what else I learned? What's that? Mm, how to make things from nice secretions. Okay. You All want right. a sip? Nope. Nope. A little sipsy? Nope. Mm. No. Uh, in 1964, cellulose acetate, the material used to create Lego bricks, was replaced by the more stable... Oh, man. Come Ooh. on. You can do it. Acrylonitril butadine styrene. Acrylonitril butadine styrene. Also known as ABS plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still in use today. Yes, it is. Uh, essentially, ABS plastic never breaks down. And always be selling <laughs> yes. that plastic. Uh, they, it will last forever. Lego pieces will literally last forever. Yeah, there's three of them in my colon right now. <laughs> uh. 1978. Why are you eating Lego bricks? Ooh, I don't. I, I loved the original owner, and I was just trying to follow him into the light. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was also the first year that saw the inclusion of instruction manuals in Lego sets. Yeah, that's crazy. Fascinates me. Previous 1964, they were like, here, here's hey, a picture. Hey, here's the stuff. Go for hey, it. Just make it, you know. Here's the deal. Danish children are very smart, and they can figure things out, and very creative. But when we started working with Samsonite and selling them in the United States, 
American children, dum-dums. Dummy-dummy-dum-dums. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to put instructions in. in not even words, just pictures because of dummy-dums. I just want to, I just picture that, that guy who was like, yeah, I, I used to do Legos before the instructions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Uncle Bob. <laughs> on June you 7th. Want a, you want a, a refresher on your scotch? <laughs> on June 7th, 1968, the first Legoland park was opened in Billund. The theme park featured elaborate models of miniature towns built entirely from Lego bricks. I had one ride. This one is a roller coaster called Lego Bum Buster. It's made out of Legos. Every time you know, bumps and stuff, there's no padding. Oh, yeah. It got real cut up. Really Lots bust, of bruises. Buster bum. Oh, yeah, baby. The three-acre park attracted 625,000 visitors in its first year alone. Yeah, it was big. That's a lot of people for a small town. <laughs> Only 3,000 of us. That's culture shock. Yeah. During the next 20 years, the theme park grew to more than eight times its original size and eventually averaged close to a million paying visitors per year. Nice. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, especially for such a small town. It, I mean, that town completely changed. Oh, yeah. Lego changed uh, completely. Yeah. Sales of Lego sets reached more than 18 million units in 1968. Oh, yeah, everybody had Legos. But it was, like, more European. It didn't really come... It didn't... For some reason, I don't know why, but it didn't hit in America right away. No, no, it didn't. But America had erector sets and stuff that, you know, kids like building yeah, crap. like... Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just... I think it was limited with the the early sets, you know? Yeah, yeah. And plus, you... You know, how many kids are going to the Samsonite store? Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. In 1969, the Duplo system went on sale. Apparently it was not in the early... There was apparently something else in 1962. Uh, it was the Pooplo. It was the Pooplo. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah it was... Maybe design. that's... It was, a, it was designed. You could swallow them. The children could. But it was made so it would... When they pooped, it was very easy coming out. It wouldn't mm. scratch. You swallow a bunch of them, mm. and then you poop them out, and it's like a tower? Uh, it, yeah, it's like a machine gun. Like, oh, yeah, it was, but it didn't take off, so we made them big. Yeah. Uh, Duplo bricks are much larger than Lego bricks, making them safer for young children, but the two systems are compatible. Yeah, we learned that in Lego movie. Man. Oh my god, uh, I remember when you'd like randomly do pull blocks. If you get like the Lego bricks on them, they're almost impossible to get off. Yeah. Well, that's the, but that was the cool thing. I mean, because I would, I never, I don't think I ever had the Duplos. When did those come out? The 60s, late 60s. Maybe. I don't know if I had the Duplos. I know I had the Legos, but I, the cool thing is, is if you started with the dupes, yeah. then you could still use you could, your dupes when you. Graduate right, to graduate actual up. Legos yeah. when you've proven that you're not going to swallow the little Right, pieces. right. Lego bricks can be fitted neatly onto Duplo bricks, allowing a seamless transition to the Lego system as children outgrew their Duplo bricks. The name Duplo comes from the Latin word duplus, which translates literally as double, meaning that a Duplo brick is exactly twice the dimension of a Lego brick, two times the height by two times the width by two times the depth. Uh, you see, and one thing that carried over from the fathers, we're a very, very literal company. Well, yeah. I mean, mm. you have to. You're... Cons- building construction toys. Yeah. Well, it's all part of the system. Yeah. It's very important. It's part of the system. Okay. <laughs> In 1971, Lego began to target girls by introducing furniture pieces and dollhouses because they won't play with, well, cars, I guess. Yeah, but I, most girls were playing with dollhouses back I then. Know, I mean, I it know, was I a, know. you know, culturally, I mean, you had to. It's not, I mean, the, yeah, they're they're expanding their business, I get it. Right, but there was also, I mean, come on, let's be honest, you know, 
up until like the 80s and 90s, yeah. kids were pushed into a certain direction if you were a boy and pushed into a certain direction if you were a girl. Yeah, and there yeah. was a, not a lot of leeway there. You know, hence my old man, hey, you don't play yeah. with dolls. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In 1972, Lego added boat and ship sets with floating hole pieces. Human figures with posable arms made an appearance in 1974 in Lego Family Sets, which went on to become the biggest sellers at the time. Yeah, because everybody wanted little guys. You want to have some yeah. guys to play with. Yeah, you know? yeah. you got to have characters to do uh, What is this, stories. Ghost Town? Yeah, it's Ghost Town. <laughs> They're all invisible. That's the... <laughs> yeah, that was the... Hey, we thought maybe people would think that there, was a, there were ghosts from... There's a Danish... Old Danish uh, fairy tale about a town with many ghosts who live in it. It's called the Ghosts of Lego Lily. <laughs> you, know, you know what Hans Christian Andersen was Danish. Ah, well, that's where I get the Christian from and my daddy's name. Yeah. Uh, I sound just like my father. Yeah, I, I know. I can tell. Yeah, it's very like, similar. It's like he's right here. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the next year, an early version of the minifigure miniature Lego person was introduced, but it was not poseable and had no face printed on its head. Yes, it was haunting to see it that. Was just a weird yellow <laughs> head. From a ghost to a ghoul. Yeah. A faceless ghoul. The company opened its first North American Lego production facility in Enfield, Connecticut, in the United States in that same year, in 1974. In 1975, Expert Series sets were introduced geared towards older, more experienced LEGO builders, followed by the Expert Builder sets in 1977. Yeah, what we wanted to do is to create something for the virgin, the child that doesn't have social skills and can't get rid of toys into their teenage years, so they have something to do when the other children are playing instruments or dancing or having social experiences. Right. The uh, technical sets featured moving parts such as gears, differentials, cogs, levers, axles, and universal joints and permitted the construction of realistic models such as automobiles with functional rack and pinion steering and lifelike engine movements. Everything the lonely nerd was asking for. Yeah, this is how we made engineers. Yep. Uh, In 1978, the Lego minifigure was added. <coughs> Finally. <coughs> had a guy. Had a little Lego had guy. Had some guys, baby. Yeah. You had your, your cops and your firefighters. Man, I Everything, had the Lego yeah. town. Oh, when I was yeah. putting that together. Uh, I had roads. You had, like, all these roads that you would you could you know yeah. stack yeah, yeah. up, whatever, and then they would have the Lego things on the sides that you could right. build off of or put little shrubs or, or, or little, little trees. And yeah, things benches there. and things. Yeah. Oh, I love my Legos. Yeah, they were they were fantastic. The small Lego people had posable arms and legs, and initially a single head with a smiling face. Oh, they always smiled. Of course they did. They were very happy. They were very happy. The Danes Denmark, are yeah. very happy people. Yeah. <laughs> the figure was used in many varieties of Lego sets, allowing construction of towns populated with the smiling minifigure Lego citizens. Lego ha- also expanded into space with the creation of Lego space sets with astronaut minifigures, rockets, lunar rovers, and spaceships, and into the medieval territory with the castle theme. I loved the space stuff. And oh, yeah. I will say this, man. I created one of the coolest, like, three skiff uh, spaceship things ever. And to the point where when I would play with friends... They were jealous of how cool this thing was. It oh, was like wow. it had a little cockpit and had a little storage area for like oh, wow. weapons and stuff. And it had like you could 
you could take the three skiffs off and, and you know, if you want to just fly it around. Oh, nice. So it was just like, it was the coolest thing I've was, ever created. Was this Lego. a model set or something you created? Something I created you know, you from created. all of my stuff. Gotcha, okay. And it just, it was so cool looking. It was the coolest thing I've ever created as a toy. And wow. I made like three of them and my friends would just play with them. And we would be like this, you know. This Lego squadron of space guys. <laughs> space oh, guys. I love it. Going to space. And the greatest thing about the Lego movie, the absolute greatest thing about it, was the broken chin part of the space helmet because everybody's oh, space yeah. helmet broke yeah. on the chin. Yeah. Everyone's did. Yeah. That is very true. That is very true. The Expert Builder series matured in 1982, becoming the Technic series. Uh, I remember the Technic series oh, yeah. when it was being sold, and I remember thinking... I'm never, ever going to play with that. Oh, no, no. Super complicated. Like I yeah. said. You know? Yeah, no, no. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> you, you're not. You, you don't have that quality of being super, super nerdy. That's, well, thank you. <laughs> August 13th, 1982 marked the Lego Group's 50th anniversary. The book 50 Years of Play was published to commemorate the occasion. In August 1988, 38 children from 17 countries took part in the first Lego World Cup building contest held in Billund. Yes, and unfortunately, eight of those children were never seen again when the Lego Parthenon collapsed (laughs) and they were never found. It was a bad move to create the entire uh, set from Legos. Yeah, we used the original Legos that didn't bond very well. Smushed the kids. Yeah. Uh, well, better, than, better to be smushed than choking. It's a lot quicker. That's true. Uh, That's you true. don't suffer as much. <laughs> until Ask my dad. <laughs> until 1989, Lego minifigures only came in yellow skin color with a standard smiling face, though early prototypes had a variety of skin colors and facial expressions. That year, the Lego group expanded the array of facial expressions, adding them around the standard face of two eyes and smile, with beards and eye patches, sunglasses, lipstick, and eyelashes, mostly for the minifigures in the newly launched Lego Pirates theme, and occasionally Lego Castle, Lego City, and Lego Space. Lego Space! And now here we come to the the best part of literally every episode of Toy Story, where the older collectors resented the new facial expressions, saying they looked too cartoonish or kitty and preferred the simplistic nature of the two eyes and smile. Uh, hi. Oh, jeez. I'm a Lego collector. I'm a purist, yeah. if you will. I'm a purist, and I don't think that the... The pure insult of putting these different kind of facial expressions onto the Lego minifigures was a direct assault. Assault? Okay, look at me that way, but it was an assault to the actual fans of the figures. Yeah, it was. They specifically had a meeting to make sure that they pissed off <laughs> their their fans. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I find a lawyer to take my case. Oh, oh. Uh, particularly for Lego Pirates, these more complicated faces in combination with the torso, headgear, either a helmet or hair, and accessories allowed for the creation of specific characters and an accompanying backstory. Oh, yeah, which led to the smartest move in the world. Yeah, yeah. In 1992, two Guinness records were set using Lego products, a castle made from 400,000 Lego bricks and measuring 14 and a half feet by 17 feet was built on Swedish television. Good Lord. I don't know. It, I don't know if it was like literally from start to finish. Uh, and also a 1,788 feet long Lego railway line with three locomotives was constructed. Good lord, that's a lot. That's literally a quarter of a mile. Yeah, it was very sad when it derailed. 
So many deaths. So many people died. Oh, so, so much sadness. Uh, around that same time, Lego's profits started to decline. Around 1995 or 1996, the Lego group retired many Lego designers who had created the sets from the late 1970s to the mid-1990s, replacing them with 30 innovators who graduated from the European design colleges around Europe who knew... Little specifically about toy design and less about Lego building. Okay, okay, hold on the phone. Hold on to your phone for one second. The older guys had to pay a lot of money because they're around for a lot of times. So the new people I could pay very much less. <laughs> very much less? Yeah. So in my sure. defense, I didn't want to pay a lot of money for the people working at me. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess from a business standpoint, sure. Pretty savvy. <laughs> at the time, sets could take over a year to progress from the design stage to store shelves. Well, you know, it's... I get it, though. It's a very intricate intricate process. Well, of course. Like, of course. You know, you think, oh, I'll just throw a bunch of bricks together and take a picture. No. But there's so I much mean, stuff you got to do. I mean, do. it takes time, yeah. By 1997, there was a resultant change in the design direction of products as set details were sacrificed for decreased building times with fewer pieces and increased playability features. But this shift drew mixed reception from hardcore LEGO fans used to the meticulous construction required of classic-era sets of the 1980s to mid-1990s. Again, it was a direct assault on the LEGO fans. I mean, this is the one time that I think I might agree with them, that it, it's kind of <laughs> crappy of them well, to be like, well, hey, we're going to make this easier. Yes, and I get it, yes. But I they're mean, also just trying to save the company, you, you know what I mean? You have both. I, yes, I agree, I agree. I mean, We were in pretty hot water back then, you know. <laughs> you had to make some choices, pal. Uh, Lego Pirates, which had a strong run since its launch in 1989, was promptly killed off with 1997 being its last year of production. Oh, that's a bummer. Those are cool sets. They were great. I remember... Uh, because I worked at Kmart. My very first job was working at Kmart. I remember the the pirates, like the big ship that you that you could put together. It was like a thousand pieces. Yeah. Didn't they have like a pirate cove? And yeah, yeah. All yeah. sorts of, and they had like skeletons that you could fight. Yeah, yeah. They were really cool. Yeah. I mean, they were really cool. The change in design teams only served to accelerate the company's decline. In 1998, Lego posted its first ever loss at $56.8 million. Yeah, you know, I learned a lesson. Get what you pay for. I wasn't paying much. Uh, in the same year, the company laid off 1,000 employees, literally one-third of the town. <laughs> it was not a happy Christmas that year, I'll tell you. <laughs> no. Uh, in 1999, the first Lego products featuring licensed intellectual property were Lego Star Wars and Winnie the Pooh Duplo, followed in 2000 by Lego Harry Potter characters to figures from Steven Spielberg movies. Ooh! Yeah. Licensing, that's the way to go. Soren Holm, the head of Lego Concept Lab, said toy weapons had always been heavily debated, but that since the Lego Star Wars release, Lego has grown more comfortable with conflict. Yeah, look, hey. That you know, terrible. Well, <laughs> we had to make a choice, you know. Either be a bunch of broke peace nicks or yeah. be some guys with the money and weapons. But we had swords and stuff with the, you know. Well, with the pirates, yeah. yeah. And also the medieval. And, and the, yeah, yeah, and the castle guys, yeah. They so, had swords. Know, it was a big whoop. Mr. Larson, executive president of North American Operations, suggested to make... Violence not explicit, but humanistic. Licensed properties did provide a short-term boost to profits during the release of blockbuster movies. However, sales would taper off after public excitement died down. 
Yeah, people are jerks. <laughs> well, people are. It's true. They've got very short attention spans. Yeah. And, you know, kids are looking for whatever's new. The worst thing about all these toys is there's so many toys. Yeah. And there's always something new coming around the bend. Yeah. And, but it's weird to me because Lego, you don't have to play Star Wars with Star Wars. You can just take all the pieces and build yeah, something you can new and do make whatever something you want. new. Yeah. That's what I did. I mean, I did have my, I would make the play sets and stuff, but then I would yeah. break them all apart and make my own stuff because yeah. that was the most fun is trying to create something from nothing. From nothing. Uh, furthermore, the added cost of the license resulted in such sets being more expensive, which alienated longtime fans, which who also bemoaned the declining quality and reduced availability of comparable sets not based on licensing. Yeah, we were at our last wit's end. Can you imagine being someone who literally goes, Star Wars in my Lego? Ugh. It ruined my childhood. Ugh. God, I just want to slap some people. (laughs) You know, some people don't have a lot of really bad things in their lives or really have any sort of empathy for other people who have bad things in their lives. So they have to focus on something, Adam, and why not a bunch of plastic crap? That's true. That's true. In 2004, Lego posted a loss of $351.6 million, with the executive vice president of marketing, Mads Nipper, later describing the company as having been almost bankrupt at this point. Yeah, you know, I called up Mads Nipper and uh, called him Nips. I said, old Nips, we lost a lot of hundreds million. And he's like, yeah, that's not good. And I'm like, that's not good. Can you, can you imagine having a company that could lose $350 million and you're not bankrupt? Yeah, we were pretty damn close, <laughs> to tell you. That year, the first non-family CEO was appointed to run the company. I broke my heart. Broke my heart. Well, I mean, not everybody. I mean, you, sh- you shouldn't do nepotism. <laughs> not yeah. everybody can run a company. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. I, I did almost run it into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I get. Hey, you know, I just retired and made things with my Legos and drank my secretions. Ugh, all right. Made my cheese. I was really hoping you wouldn't mention that yeah. again. Learned how to make crackers from things on my body, too. Oh, okay. It's pretty self-sufficient for cocktail parties. So gross. <laughs> hey, it's Danish. Don't be racist. Yeah. Yep. The company sold the four Legoland parks to theme park operators Merlin Entertainments and manufacturing, 80% of which had been outsourced, was returned to Lego's control. In 2008, in the U.S. alone, Lego sales increased 32% because of Star Wars and and Indiana Jones-themed games, while globally sales increased 18.7%. Yeah, getting into the video game business was a super, super smart sitch. saved the company. Oh, yeah. yeah. To this day, too. Yeah. Mr. Larson, Lego executive of North American Operations, said in 2009 that licenses played a more prominent role in the American market than overseas. About 60% of Lego's American sales were estimated to be linked to licenses twice that of 2004. Yeah, because American kids don't have a lot of imagination and need no, something they, to push them and point them in the direction they need to play. To be told exactly what to do. I know this toy doesn't have a movie or a TV show for it. I don't know how to play with it. I'm poor. I hate it. <laughs> in 2014, Warner Brothers and the Lego Group released the Lego Movie, a computer animated adventure comedy film telling the story of an ordinary Lego minifigure construction worker named Emmett Brickowski pro- <laughs> so prophesies cute. to save the world. Oh, it was so cute. It was such I a sweet movie. Loved the Lego yeah. Movie. Yeah, and and the whole conceit to it. Uh, 
you know, yeah. with a kid playing with his dad's Legos. Yeah. And, and the, the whole, like, yeah. he, dad is the... It had the greatest twist without oh. really it being a twist. It was just like, a, oh, my God, that's literally what I did. Like but I played, the yeah. whole, like, aesthetic and everything about it felt like you were playing with Legos. Exactly. Like it felt like a exactly. kid playing with Legos. It was done so well. It was, yes. It captured... Yes. It, it was the best toy license movie I can ever think of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it captured the essence of those toys more completely, except for maybe Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I, the only one that I would put up there with it is the movie Clue. Okay, well, I mean, okay. Because it kind of captures the, you know, the, the murder mystery part. But, like, it's but obviously very different. But I agree. It literally felt like in the Lego movie, like, you were playing with the Legos. Yeah. And was, that's, yeah. Capturing that feeling is so difficult, and they did such a good job with it. Whatever the company is that makes the Lego video games, they love Legos, and they know. Yeah, yeah, like to... they they obviously get it, and they they understand it's. it's... Yeah, because you build stuff, you you knock stuff apart, and you build stuff. Yeah, and it's just yeah. you know, and you're a little minifigure running around. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, the Lego Movie received one of the highest recorded openings for an original animated movie, and the Los Angeles Times noted. Nearly unanimous positive reviews for the film. In 2017, Warner Brothers, DC Entertainment, and the Lego Group released the Lego Batman movie as a spinoff based on one of the lead characters of Lego's first animated movie. Yes, but we learned it. It's Batman. Learned, yeah. uh, it was fun. It was fun, but it didn't have... I think a lot of the Lego movie was that it was Lord and Miller. Yeah. I think they were... They understood Lego. I think the Batman movie was a little bit more for kids. Maybe? Yeah, it was fun. I yeah, mean, it sure. was super fun. It, it, well, def- it was great. It felt more in line with like the games, where it was just a lot of humor and like making fun of things and being very sarcastic. Sure, and, but like, it also seemed like oh, the yeah. Lego Batman from Lego Movie is super popular. Let's do a spinoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was a straight to video. Was it a movie movie? I don't remember if it went out. It might have gone straight uh, to Cut all that crap out, but remember. yeah. I don't remember. In the first half of 2017, Lego saw its first revenue decline in 13 years, announcing plans in September of 2017 to cut 1,400 jobs. Here we go again. In February 2019, a sequel to the Lego Movie was produced by Warner Animation Group and released by Warner Brothers, titled The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Many of the voice actors from the first film reprised their role, their characters for the sequel, but it underperformed in ticket sales compared to its predecessors. It was still good. It was still fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It definitely wasn't as good as the first movie. Yeah, but but that's lightning in a bottle. You're never going to recapture that because that's something that's, it was just precious. Yeah. Yeah. In November 2020, Lego announced its largest set to date, a replica of the Colosseum in Rome containing 9,036 pieces. Good lord. The set overtakes the previous record holder, the Millennium Falcon from the Star Wars franchise. Uh, Yeah, and and, and obviously this is the largest that they had for sale. Obviously a lot of people have made much bigger things, but yeah. In 2021, this record was topped by the Titanic model at 9,090 pieces. Uh, yeah, it's uh, me, James Cameron. Just wanted to say, <laughs> I insisted that they make that. I insisted yeah. that they do. He had, he has to have the record. Yeah, I had need the box office record. I need the record for the biggest Lego thing to of a movie, and I need the um, I have the record for the longest tantrum ever um, delivered on set underwater. Uh, well, the record did not last because in 2022, the second set to reach 10,000 bricks was released, a replica of the Eiffel Tower, the first being a Lego world map. Oh, yeah, I just wait until my, um, Avatar be, 2 Lego. Avatar way of water Lego. Then, well, yeah, we're going to make the entire Pandora. It's going <laughs> to be 4 plan. million pieces. <laughs> going to buy a second house to house it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be worth it. 
since 1995, 85 commercial video games based on Lego have been released. 85. Good God, that is so many. 85. The most recent being Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga being released earlier in 2022. Picked that little baby up on sale. Had a blast. It was super fun. It's the best, I think, of all the Lego games. It's the most in-depth. Yeah. The controls, yeah. the story, the exploration, all of it. It's the it's the best of the bunch. I mean, I love the other games. I, I think uh, the we both played the Lego uh, undercover, s- undercover, yeah. which is like a that's my favorite so far. Yeah, but that's it, it's not a licensed game. It's just strictly Lego. Yeah, but it's, it's w- that's what makes it so much fun. So brilliant. Yeah, yeah. The, it's like Grand Theft Auto Lego, yeah. but it's, it's super so cute brilliant. and super happy. And you know, like it's it's, it's fun. very goofy. Yeah. They have such a good sense of humor, and this is you know one. I think this is the first fully voiced. Star Wars game. Lego oh, game, yeah. Because most of them are like the – it always was like a – Yeah, yeah. Rrr, 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 and then there, there'd be words on the screen. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was just – I had such a good time with that game. I still have a lot of stuff to do. But playing through all the movies, I played through all of them. And yeah. It was really fun. And I usually like – I'm playing like 18 games at once. No, oh, yeah. So it's hard yeah. for me to finish anything. Well, I, I know the uh, Lego Harry Potter was part of the PlayStation Plus either – I don't think it was this month. It was last month. Yeah, it was last month. Uh, but I would like to play that too because I, I think it's based on the books. I don't think it's based on the movies. It's – Or maybe a mix of two, mix of the two. It's fun. It's just – but it's more like the older – Yeah. At least the first part because yeah. I guess it's two games in one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's more old school. Oh, yeah. But it's fun. I mean you – Cast spells and crap. You go around and the around. Hogwarts and whatever. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Merlin Entertainments operates now 10 Legoland amusement parks. The original in Billund, Denmark. The second was in Windsor, England. The third opened in Goonsburg, Germany. Bunch of goons in Goonsburg. <laughs> Goonsburg. The fourth in Carlsbad, California. I'm in there. Yeah. I haven't actually been inside of it, but I've been by it. The fifth in Winter Haven, Florida. The sixth in Iskander. Iskander Paturi, Malaysia, the 7th in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, the 8th in Nagoya, Japan, the 9th in Goshen, New York in the United States, which opened in 2020, and the 10th is scheduled to open in 2024 in Shanghai, China. Yeah, but this has nothing to do with Lego. I mean, because I mean the company, because they don't know. They don't own it anymore. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure they probably get money from it. Uh, there's some licensing involved. Well, they got to buy Legos to make the Lego stuff. That's true. Uh, there's also eight Lego Land Discovery Centers: two in Germany, four in the United States, one in Japan, and one in the United Kingdom. What's that? They are more like educational. It's more about Blech. getting kids into engineering and stuff. Stam. Lego Land Discovery. <laughs> wow. All right. No, I think it's important. But as a yeah. kid, no, thank you. Uh, We're going to go to a Lego park, yay, to learn how to code yeah, and build complicated build machinery. Yeah. That would be great. No, it'd be, it's it's a, perfect it's for just, the nerds. It's just heavier on the education part of it, yeah. but you're still able to go in and like build stuff. And, and I think they just, you know, rather than it being like an amusement park, it was like, hey, you can actually learn while you're doing Yeah, Luke, it's just another way for us to make a little buck. Make a, make a little buck. A little bit of kroner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it just amazes me that Lego has been around since 1949, yeah. and that and that I can see my eight year old nephew, seven year old nephew, just getting so excited about the Legos. And yeah. like last time I was I was in Illinois, him like I gotta come show you, I gotta come show you. Oh yeah, and, I mean look, it, there's nothing greater than building something yourself. I remember f- it wasn't easy building these sets. No, you know they're pretty no. inter. inter- 
they're pretty intricate, these yeah. sets. You know, building your firehouse and building your yeah. police station and building the bank and building the this. And it's they're all different sets. They all take probably a couple hours to build, you know? Yeah, and it's, it, yeah, yeah. You're looking at F1 and F2, and you're like, I don't know. Mm. Is this the thing? And I don't know. <laughs> and then once you get tired of that, then the greatest thing, especially for me, was creating something and being super proud of it and showing people and then yeah. being like, wow, that is really yeah. cool. That is exactly my, my little nephew Noah, man. He brought it up, and I was like, it was a huge tower, mm-hmm. like a big like firehouse thing. And I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very positive toy. It it It's great for solitary kids. It's also great for social kids because you can all play with Legos together yeah. and create little worlds and and, you know, uh, create towns and space towns or Star Wars or Harry Potter or it the, is, the yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. Whatever you're into, there's yeah. probably Star Wars. Let your imagination run wild. You do whatever you want with it. It and, was such amazing creativity. And when you get too old and embarrassed to play with Legos, some people never do, yeah, uh, yeah. then get the video games. Yeah. You know, it it's it, the Star Wars game is like, it's again, like when we're talking about... G.I. Joe and talking about playing GTA online, and that's the closest thing to having action figures. Right, right. You know, being, you know, being able to play with action figures as an adult and not be <laughs> found out as a creep. Uh, <laughs> but it's the same thing with Legos. With these games, you can still... And, and there's a new Lego game, which is basically just Legos, like this builder game. Oh, yeah. Where you just create. Yeah. And you create things, and you could share your your creations, and it's very, like... And it's very uh, – it's, it's extremely intricate and detailed. Like each right. little brick, you can – you know, you have to – I don't know oh. how it works, but it's like – Interesting. You put the sets together. You have the, right. the instructions and stuff, but you can also make whatever you want, almost like a dreams. Right, uh, right. You know, where, where you get to share your creations and stuff with yeah, people, yeah. which sounds like, you know, a really fun way to, to play with Legos and not have to spend – Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars right. for sets. Or to step on them and hurt yourself. Oh, parents. Oh, the <laughs> Lego step. Every parent knows the pain of stepping on a Lego uh, and it's sticking into your foot, that, getting that corner of the Lego uh, right uh, into that arch. Uh. Ooh, baby. But uh, <laughs> totally worth it because I think yeah. kids that play with Legos are more creative. Yeah. Uh, are more well-behaved or quieter. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely disappear for a while and take four hours to build their little Lego set. They sure do. Yeah. But Legos, you got to get your kids Legos if you, you know. Yeah. But yeah. The main reason why you want to get your kids Legos is it's a great thing to play with your kids because yes. you can build stuff you build with it them. together. Yeah. It's good family time. You hang out. You have a good time. It is. I will never forget the look on Noah's face and being so proud mm-hmm. and just so like. Yeah. Man, like I did, you built this. You accomplished something, and so many kids got into architecture, and so many kids got into building because of Legos, and and the kids that moved on to the tectonic or technic 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 sets, you know, they were probably on their way to becoming engineers or becoming uh, card designers, designers, yeah, yeah, whatever. It just it, it was a great fuel for imagination, a great fuel for those techno kids and for the creative kids, and it gave us something to do. It wasn't just cars or action figures or passive or video games. It's really – it engages kids with their brains and their bodies and their hands. And and, uh, it's one of the best toys out there. Yeah, I would agree. And it deserves to be around for another 80 years.
I hope it will be. I hope it will be. Yeah, I hope it is too. Okay, Even just... though the family no longer involved, and, and, uh, half of the town is pissed at us because we had to him <laughs> off. All Woo. right, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with another fourth stepdad show. Oh yeah, it's the last stepdads of the year. Our favorite toys and things. Yeah, yeah. kind of talk about uh, wrap up the year a little bit. Maybe talk about some of our favorite things yeah. from. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, so tune back in. Go grab yourself some Legos, play with your Legos, and then come back and we'll be your stepdads. All right. Doing this nude. Uh, great. Fully nude. Ugh. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Super Friends, already in progress.